professional or amateur athlete is injured, time to treatment is critical. That's why more tri-state schools and coaches trust the trainers and doctors of Beacon Orthopedics. In fact, more than 30 high schools, club, college, and pro teams choose Beacon Orthopedics as their official medical providers. On the sidelines and in the operating room, we get athletes back in the game safely and quickly with comprehensive sports medicine care. At Beacon Orthopedics, we care for the pros, student-athletes, and weekend warriors every day. The Ohio High School football playoffs are here. 26 area teams will suit it up this weekend as the regional quarterfinals begin around the state of Ohio. There were over 700 teams that began the, the season here in August, and uh, now we're down to just uh, just a handful, or more than a handful, around this area. Welcome into another episode of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. Please be joined by three head football coaches from playoff-bound teams this week. Uh, we're going to be talking to new Miami coach Jesse Hubbard, Mason coach Brian Kastner, and Ross coach Kenyon Cummins here momentarily. As always, you can uh, get this WCPO High School Insider podcast on Google Play, Stitcher, and Apple Podcast. And I want to remind everybody this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants. Catering is Chick-fil-A's winning play of the game, perfect for your holiday parties and orders today in the app. I want to uh, give a shout-out to Pam Gilchrist uh, and everybody there at Chick-fil-A for bringing in a delicious lunch for our staff. Earlier this afternoon, uh, a celebration of uh, 10 weeks of uh, the regular season for this uh, High School Insider podcast. And uh, we've enjoyed talking high school football throughout and uh, really have tried to talk to uh, coaches and teams from uh, throughout the, the not only the city, but uh, also the region. So uh, I want to thank the coaches and all the schools who have participated uh, throughout this season. But uh, here we are, week 11. Let's get right to it. want to bring in new Miami coach Jesse Hubbard along with junior wide receiver Deonza Duncan. Guys, uh, thanks for joining me. And uh, how's everybody at New Miami uh, doing this week? Really good. Excited, that's for sure. And obviously, uh, just a, such a momentous season for the Vikings this year, making their third playoff appearance in program history, uh, back-to-back postseason appearances, also making the playoffs in 2008, looking for the first program playoff win. And New Miami Place host to uh, New Bremen Saturday night in Division 7, Region 28 quarterfinal. And uh, Coach, just kind of give me the vibe of uh, how everybody is feeling this week, uh, not only in the village, but around the, the school community, also alumni, uh, and, and just your whole program in general. Uh, start off with the kids. The kids are excited. They're, uh, we had a really good practice last night. Um, the tickets are going fast, so the community is definitely involved. And uh, you can just, on Facebook and stuff, you have a lot of alumni who have been kind of non-existent for the last couple of years who are now making their way back in, and, and they're supporting these kids 100%. So it's really cool on how everybody is actually coming together in a community. And, uh, and it's a result of, of the way these guys play. You know, I mean, they're fun to watch. They're exciting. And it's back to the new Miami-style football that the alumni were used to seeing, you know, back in the 80s and, you know, smash mouth and, and getting after it. So, Deontay, I'd ask the same question to you. I mean, what's it been like around the school this week? Everybody's talking about it. You hear everybody in the hallways. You're going to a game Saturday. Like, everybody just wanted to know if their friends are going or not. So, everybody's wanting to get a ticket. So. Coach, how do you think uh, it's been so many um, momentous games for you guys i mean so many uh, celebrations throughout you know 
the program milestones as you keep winning this year and you're undefeated, obviously 10 and 0, 9 and 0 for OHSA purposes. But uh, uh, have you kind of kept the guys focused and uh, kept everything in perspective as you've gone along this journey? Well, it's every week is a mind game, you know, and it goes back to what we were talking about being prior military. You know, every week we'll, to be in the week, we'll break the kids down. And then as a week goes on, we build them back up, build them back up. So, you know, usually on Mondays, regardless of what they've read in the papers or on media sites, we usually bring them back down to earth and, and build them back up again. So, you know, but like I said, the kids aren't used to seeing a lot of notoriety and then it's, it's come full force this year. So we've, you know, me and my staff have done a, had our hands full, you know, keeping them grounded, I guess you could say. I want to mention some of your standouts, Coach. Obviously, junior quarterback Trey Robinette uh, thrown over 1,500 yards and 18 touchdowns this year, 288 yards rushing, 11 touchdowns. Uh, Deonza Duncan, obviously, sitting right next to you, 31 receptions for over 1,000 yards and 15 touchdowns. Um, maybe talk about just your offense uh, uh, right now and uh, what's clicking so well for you guys. Well, we knew after our playoff game last year against Fort Laramie, we were so one-dimensional, you know, and, and they stacked a box on us and I knew in the offseason we had to do something. We have to be able to spread them, not so much spread them out, but use different formations, get the ball out quick, you know. And luckily, this basketball player next to me, you know, actually put all this time into playing football this year. And and he's led the entire league in, in catches and receptions and touchdowns. And, you know, when you have to pull, you know, a corner of safety out of the box to cover him, our run game goes then. So, you know, I'm just thankful that he decided to make a good choice and, and play football for us. So tell me about that, that process. I'm sorry, coach. Tell me about that. Just convincing him to, uh, to get on the football field and what that was like. Uh, last year, he, he actually did come out, but it was mid season. And all he kept saying was, don't get me hurt. Don't get me. I, I got to play basketball. Don't get me hurt. You know, then this all season, you know, he, he kind of dedicated himself and was like, all right, you can get me hurt, but <laughs> I don't want to run the ball, but I'll catch it. So we throw it to him, let him run really fast and, that way you don't get tackles <laughs> and it's worked out good for us. Coach, talk about some of your other standouts, uh, maybe on the offense and also defensively, who's really kind of led this team uh, um, on the field. Go ahead. Um, my offensive line is as the last four weeks, our offensive line has really matured. And when they go, we go, you know what I mean? And, and teams still tend to stack the box on us at time, time to time. But um, to give you an example, we're running uh, our quarterback sneak on short yardage. We're averaging on six and a half yards of carry. So our offensive line's gotten a lot better and, and the kids are growing up, you know, of course. And, you know, secondly, when you have a, a quarterback like Trey Robinette, he's a three-year starter. You know, he started since he's been a freshman. You know, he's a, he's another coach on the field. He gets the guys in position, you know, and and we let him audible. And that you don't let a whole lot of high school quarterbacks do that. So he'll come to line scrimmage, and if he knows we're supposed to run a certain play to the three-tech, he'll actually audible and we'll run, a, you know, the opposite play. So – it's a luxury having a kid like that. And then, you know, our backs run hard. You know, Dylan Spivey's our fullback this entire year. I mean, he, he very rarely goes down with, with, you know, the first tackle. He's dragging someone, running through someone. So when you kind of have that that mixture, you know, it, it's, it's a good thing for us, you know, especially having him, you know, because when it's, you know, third and eight, last year we were probably punting, you know. This year it's, it's usually, you know, 40-yard gain, so it makes it really nice. What are you? What are the going to be the keys on Saturday night against New Bremen for you, Coach? Uh, New Bremen's got a heck of a quarterback. This kid is probably the one of the best quarterbacks we've seen all year. He he's the real deal. He he uh, he's elusive. He's fast. 
and uh, he's a hard-nosed kid too. So if we can somehow corral him, we can probably stay in the game and, and give him a good game. You know, but they do play. They play in a tough conference. You know, they play in the MAC, and they play a tough schedule. So, you know, we're gonna we're in for it. It's gonna be four quarters of football, I guarantee you that. Deanza, I guess I'll, I'll conclude with you. Uh, just talk about just what the season's been like for you, um, not only around the school but the community. Um, I was out there, I think, around week four, talking to coach and a couple of your teammates, and uh, just so much pride in, in this program. And uh, uh, what's that camaraderie been like with your teammates? Like last year, we'd have a lot of people argue, like not everybody just wants to win. Like we practice hard every single day. Like we come, we actually want to come to practice and want to practice and get better at football. And then Friday night, that shows like we just want to win, like at all costs. Like, we don't get our heads down anymore like we did. Well, Coach, I'll, I'll let you have the final word there. Um, what, what's what's no, been what, the – What he says is exactly right. Um, we've been down twice this year early in games, and these kids are – they got a whole new outlook on how to be mentally tough up here. You know, um, last week we fell down 14-7, to seven and it didn't even phase them. You wouldn't even know we were down 14-7. to seven. They just know that we're going to line up and – we're going to run the ball and throw it to him. And then our defense is just going to get after it, you know? So, you know, as, as a football team, we've really come together. Um, and, it, and it's really neat to see how that's all come about, you know, and I'm not taking anything from last year's team. Last year's team was awesome. I mean, they were great, but you know, when they went down 14 to seven, you, you had to pick them up because they were so used to not winning, you know, where this year, this group, they're just hungry. You know, they, they want to win and, they could be down by 21 points. I don't think anybody would quit on this team. So, you know, you know, my hat's off to these kids. They play hard. That's great. Junior wide receiver Deonza Duncan and head football coach Jesse Hubbard at New Miami. Guys, thanks for joining me, and best of luck to the Vikings this weekend. Yeah. And good, good luck to the rest of you coaches. Good Thank luck. You. Thanks, guys. I want to remind everybody this WCPO High School Insider Podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants where the winning play is always chicken. Go for the extra point with a side of their macaroni and cheese today. And I uh, want to thank everybody at New Miami for setting that up. We had tried a couple times before, but uh, glad we finally got that to work. I want to bring in Mason coach Brian Kastner and senior linebacker Jack Haglidge. Guys, thanks for joining me, and uh, how are you doing this week? Good. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, we can hear you great, coach. Thanks right. for doing this. We're doing well, doing well. Jack, how's your week going? It's going real well. Great. Uh, obviously, uh, an a fifth consecutive postseason appearance for the Comets. Um, number eight, uh, Mason, which is five and five, uh, will play at number one seed St. Xavier, uh, which is eight and two, on Friday night in Division One Region Four quarterfinal. And uh, the Comets with a big thirty-five to nineteen win over Princeton in Week Ten in the re- regular season finale. Senior quarterback Colin Brown was sixteen of twenty-six passing for one hundred seventy yards and four touchdowns. He also had uh, uh, a lot of other standouts as well. Alec Dart is two receiving touchdowns. Nick Nolanary uh, two receiving touchdowns, and uh, junior running back. Nolan McCormick with 114 yards rushing. And, uh, Coach, just tell me about uh, what it's been like to uh, be practicing Week 11 again for the fifth consecutive year. Uh, it's, it's a great feeling. Uh, anytime you're you're one of 72 uh, in the state of Ohio, you know you've done something right. Uh, Jack had a fumble recovery and his interception uh, last Friday as well and probably played his best game he's played all year. I uh, didn't want you to miss that stat. Definitely. I don't, I don't want to uh, cheat back our, <laughs> our defensive uh, captain, but, uh, but no, he, he's, uh, he's done a great job. And overall the, the players have just really started to, to fully, fully believe in what we have. Um, we had believe across our chest 
the beginning of the year. And I don't, you know, it's easy to put stuff on, on, on t-shirts and paper, but I didn't know if we all believe. And right now we all believe, but we're as close as we've been. Jack, tell me about that. I mean, the, the team starts 0-3. I mean, there had to been a lot of doubters. I was talking to Coach this weekend on the phone, and he said, you know, people were questioning us, but uh, never doubted the resolve of the players. Um, tell me about what that was like for you and your teammates to persevere through that 0-3 start. Yeah. Um, you know, the decision definitely wasn't uh, how we imagined. Um, but the way we looked at it was kind of um, having a 1-0 every single week mentality uh, and just coming to work every single Monday after, you know, that Friday, um, you know, and just trying to get better each week. And I think the growth, uh, you can definitely see, you know, how close we've come and how far we've come um, from that start of the season. Was there a conversation or maybe a player's meeting or maybe a meeting within the locker room that uh, really made things turn around for you guys? Yeah. Um, one idea that we kind of had with the coaches and then, uh, the other two captains was, you know, every single like Tuesday, um, we would call out like, uh, you know, four or five other, uh, players from each, um, uh, each grade level that are, you know, so like the top three or four players from the sophomore, uh, grade. And then, uh, you know, two or three from the junior, you know, and trying to pull them in, you know, trying to get everyone else around them and around us trying to get it all, you know, put together. Um, you know, I think that really, has helped with the success that we've had here recently. Coach, you've been at this long enough. I mean, you know that uh, in your mindset of the program is, you know, the long green line. It goes beyond wins and losses. about building character for these young men going forward in the future. Uh, you did mention to me this weekend, I mean, this is the most difficult journey to get to this playoff berth uh, of, the, of the past five. Um, what have you learned about your team and their character and their – resolve uh, throughout this entire season, making this late surge to make it to the playoffs? Well, I think, I mean, I think everybody has every week. I mean, we really did believe you know, that we had a pretty good team early in the year. You start off 0-3, and a lot of people, you know, start off, you know, start, start doubting. And uh, then you try to use that with our team and, and throw some dance on the fire a little bit and see what these kids are made of. And uh, it wasn't about the full rain week. Uh, when we played Cole Rain and we're up seven with about four or five minutes left in the game uh, over there, and uh, we're like, you know what? We're, we're one of the best right now. Why can't we do this all the time? And, uh, we, you know, we didn't, we didn't get away with a W, but we got away with a lot of confidence, and we wanted to build off of that. I felt like we, we didn't miss any hours because that Saturday we started building, and we knew what we had to do to continue play. So we put in a playoff mode, and uh, we won, you know, we won the last – to get us to where we were and really we're looking at this week as playoff three you know week three i, I told the team on monday you know you're, you're getting ready to, to go through your 100th practice 100 practice told them that in the in the strength room after monday i said you're getting ready to go into that i said, think about what you just went through and they, they, the one thing i think they showed us is their perseverance I mean, they persevered through a lot of adversity we've we've been we've been hit with the injury bug we've been hit with a lot of different things, sicknesses, um, losses. And so, you know, it, they're very resilient right now. And uh, I, I can't um, I can't say enough good things about where we're at, the opportunity we have just to go out and practice today. We had essentially our best practice we've ever had yesterday. We finished with kids laughing, having a blast. We had two, 
We had a scout team versus scout team yesterday, uh, five plays from the 20-yard line, and they were just having a blast. Every single but every single person. We ate lunch today. I had a coach look at me and goes, Coach, I just think I had the most fun I ever had in a practice. You know, so right now, a lot of things are going well. And, um, you know, we, we know what we're up against on Friday. Um, we played them in playoff time. We played them, you know, in the season this year. We scrimmaged them. Uh, they're a really, really good team. You know, they're one. We're eight. You know, we're not supposed to win, right? Well, we'll still show up at North Bend on Friday night. And we're going to give it everything we have. Uh, we we love um, our players. We care for them first, and that develops that love. And so we'll, we'll see what happens. And I, and I hope Jack continues to play the way he's playing and the other captains as well. Coach, what is uh, the guy to your right, uh, Jack, what has he meant to uh, this program? You mentioned he's a captain, committed to play the United States Naval Academy, um, said he had his best game um, that you can remember Friday night in a huge win it, over it, it was his best game. It was his best game. I, I'm not going to, you know, you can cut corners or whatever. He, he, it was his best game. He means everything. I mean, he embodies the M. He embodies the M. He's very strong with his faith. He's very strong with his family. He has a phenomenal family. He's good in the classroom, and he absolutely loves football. And that has never changed. And he, he's been committed to this program since he came in here. And, uh, you know, if I get another Jack Haglidge, the same way I would always tell you if I get another Matt Sora, you know, if I get another Jack Haglidge, man, I've been blessed. I've been blessed as a young man. I, um, I can't say it enough. Um, so, yeah, it, it means everything. And uh, his two buddies – Captains, Barrick Falk Jr., you know, he's playing for his dad, who's the defense coordinator, living a dream, loving life, coming off an ACL his junior year, he got taken away from him. And then Michael McCalmont, he's a young man that's, you know, a 4-2 GPA, 33 ACT, doing everything the right way, uh, student leader, uh, and he's also doing great things. So, you know, Jack's not alone. He's got he's got some guys that are on his right shoulder and left shoulder and doing things that, that – uh, we all want. Jack, what is Mason football meant to you? Most um, steady four years at Mason, kind of Mason football has been something I can lean on, you know, and always hide in. Um, you know, I think Mason football means so much more here than it does anywhere else. You know, maybe we're not the Penn State championship program, but, you know, it's the culture here in the Mason football program. is It's really something else. And you know, it, it all, I can almost say it means everything to me. Coach, what do you think the keys will be on Friday night? Um, this is obviously a 1-8 you know, matchup. You said. I, Go ahead. I think the keys, well, clearly the boring ones for you uh, are no turnovers and no penalties. You know, those are the boring ones. But but even bigger than that, the big picture, the community, the long green line. My phone blows up every Thursday and Friday of all the, all the young men and now men that have families that text me you know, it's 58 years of Mason football. And in the last 10 years, we've created this culture that really has is, is, is grown. And that's what it really means to the big picture. To the little picture is, you know, we we got to fly around. We got to tackle well. We've got to, you know, find somehow some way to stop Mr. Penn State and, and Mr. Northwestern and all their Division One players. You know, Steve done a ph- phenomenal job over there. I worked for him. I, I spent five years over there under Rasso and him. I know what they they want to do. They, they have a winning culture. They love to win games. And uh, we're going to give them everything that we have. And I hope that these young men here at Mason are, pr- are proud 
of what we put on 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 the field. And it, it, for the community, I hope they all show up and and enjoy a Friday night. Mason senior linebacker Jack Haglidge, Mason head coach Brian Kastner. Guys, I really appreciate your time and perspective. Best of luck to the comments on Friday night. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate everything you do, brother. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Yep. Again, I uh, want to thank Mason Coach Brian Kastner for uh, joining us. And I want to bring in Ross Coach Kenyon Cummins. And he's joined by junior quarterback C.J. Bowes and senior outside linebacker Jack Dupree. Guys, thanks for your patience here. I know uh, we had to get uh, those two interviews before you, but uh, thanks for staying with me and uh, appreciate your time and perspective. Coach, how's your week going so far? So far, so good. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to, uh, to be practicing in week 11, uh, like the other coaches said. So, uh, you know, we're, we're embracing the challenge and the opportunity that we've been presented. And I'm excited, excited to uh, keep going and get back out there today. Wait and 2 Ross plays 7-3 and three Baden at Hamilton High School on Friday night in Division Three Regional Quarterfinal. This is the first postseason appearance for Ross since 2011. This will be a rematch uh, of the season opener. Uh, that Ross uh, won over Baden in overtime. Coach, uh, does that seem like a lifetime ago uh, to you in terms of uh, trying to compare week 11 to week one? Absolutely it does. You know, I think uh, Coach Castron nailed it. You know, I mean, you, these kids were going in their 100th practice there on on uh, on Monday, you know, and, and Baden has changed so much from week one uh, to week 11. We've changed from week one to week 11. Uh, you know, it's kind of the mantra that w- that we preach here about you know winning the day and taking each week as it comes. So I mean, if if you think about that, and we always say we want to be better today than we were yesterday, better tomorrow than we are today. Um, you know, obviously, you go back and look at week one, man, that was a long time ago. Um, so you know, I think both teams have grown an awful lot since then, um, and uh, yeah, it, it definitely feels like a long, long time ago. Well, obviously, both of these guys that uh, are joining you have made a, a tremendous impact for the Rams this season. The guy to your right, C.J. Bowes, a junior quarterback, uh, you've rushed for over 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns there in that triple option offense. And, uh, C.J., what's made this team so special this season? Uh, this year, I mean, yeah, everyone contributing. It's just, like, we have our O-line. It's, like, means, like, almost like the best for our offense. Uh, we got playmakers on our defense like Jack here and uh, we've had some corners go down and we've definitely had guys step up and be able to like I did our job and help out Obviously, getting the job done on both sides of the ball, Jack. You've had five and a half sacks this season. Uh, Coach mentioned you're the heart and soul of the defense this year. Um, what's been the key for uh, the defensive side of the ball? I think just knowing your responsibility and trusting in your brother that he's going to do his, so you don't need to make up for him. Just trust in your brothers and do what you need to do. Jack, this is year three of Coach being there. Um, tell me. Uh, What's been kind of the mindset going into this season? Uh, I mean, was it was it a matter of hey, we're going to make it to the playoffs? I mean, did you expect this in year three of Coach being there? Or did you did you think uh, it was going to take a longer process? Tell me about that kind of journey to the postseason again. To be honest, I didn't really know what to expect, but after that first game, I think everyone realized like this season's going to be special, and like we might not always be the most talented, but like Coach always says, like we're going to outwork everything we play. 
coach, you mentioned to me over the weekend just about that work ethic, and, th- and you're all about that as as the head coach of this program, and uh, that's your mentality, that's your background. How how have your players really embodied that spirit? Well, I think it's it, it's easy for them to embody it um, when the community that they live on um, is li- is literally built on work. Uh, you know, I, I think anybody who's come through Ross, been to Ross, um, we're as blue collared as you're going to get. Um, and in my belief, I think what makes high school football so special is that, you know, a community comes together for one night a week and looks out there and they should see something that represents where they live and what they believe in. Um, and that being preached to these kids and these players um, just kind of resonates with them because I think it's reinforced when they go home. Um, you know, we kind of have a, a saying here, you know, we don't care how rough the water is, just bring the ship in, you know. We're not interested in excuses. We're not interested in anything else. You can control how hard you work. So the guy across from you, and it's probably going to happen Friday night. There's some guys across from us who are going to be more talented. Oh, well, you better figure out a way to get it done, um, and, and it better not come back to the fact that you've been outworked because uh, to, to be outworked is unacceptable. Um, it's just to me, it, it, it doesn't register with me or my staff. Um, so... You know, I, I think it just kind of resonates because of the type of people we have in our community. Um, and in honesty, this high school and our middle school and our two elementary schools, you know, these kids are pushed academically and athletically. Um, and it's just reinforced when they go home. CJ, tell me about that expectation that Coach and uh, the other assistant coaches have set for you guys. Um, I mean, a lot of times you hear players that say, hey, I want to be pushed. I want to be, you know, uh, exceed the expectations. I, I, I want to play up to the competition. I don't want to, you know, just play down to, to other uh, teams or, or, you know, maybe less talented teams or teams that don't work as hard. But tell me about that, how coaches really kind of emphasize that to you guys and how that's really paid off for, for you, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I, on the offensive side, like, we're always being told not to, like, I mean, we don't want to get punched in the mouth. So we're going to go at them first. So we're going to give it everything we have. And just like, we're not going to let them push us down coach you mentioned the community and just the the, the blue collared approach to everything but still I mean this has got to be incredibly exciting this week to be back in the playoffs the first time in eight years uh, what's it been like around the school what do you hear around the community I know your focus is purely on Baden but uh, uh, what are you hearing just from uh, people around the Ross community right you know I, I'd be lying to you if, if you say you don't get caught up in it a little bit in the excitement of it. Um, you know, and, and I live out here in, the, in, in Ross, so and my daughters are at, at the middle school and my son's here at the high school. So you, you get the excitement and the vibe from, you know, the younger kids. Um, and, and then here at the high school, uh, you know, there's been just nothing but steady stream of people coming in to buy tickets um, all week, whether it be at lunch or you know, there's always two or three people in the office or down in the uh, cafeteria buying tickets. Um, they're going to go, they're going awfully quick. Yeah, you know, if it's not sold out by tomorrow, I'd be shocked. Um, you know, you've got two great, Mike, you've been doing this long enough. B- Baden's a very good football community, athletic community in general. Um, this is just two small schools going at it on a chilly Friday night. So it's got that nostalgia feeling to it. It's public versus private. Um, you know, the kids kind of all grown up together. Um, you know, it's kind of a, a smaller version of the, you know, the Coleraine X type thing. You know, it's just a much smaller, obviously, uh, um, 
type thing there. So uh, it's just been great. It's great for our community. Um, it's great for both schools. Um, it's just it's so neat to see, uh, you know, our young student athletes have the opportunity to be on something like this or, or uh, to be able to, you know, just get out there and speak about Ross football and the type of kids we have here. Coach, before I let you go, I want you to just kind of mention some other guys that have really stood out for you, if you don't mind, maybe on both sides of the ball, who have really made an impact for you here late in the season. Yeah, um, for us offensively, uh, you know, obviously CJ's rushed for 1,200-some-odd for yards and 11 TDs, uh, and then lined up right behind him would be uh, Junior Jackson Gifford, our fullback, who's, uh, who's rushed for just over 1,100 yards, 16 TDs, uh, 8.1 yards per carry, um, so that's, that's pretty impressive. Uh, and then, you know, left to right up front, Caden Rogers, our, our offensive uh, left tackle. Caden um, holds three offers right now. Um, you know, he's a first-team all-SWAT guy. Uh, so Caden, just the whole line in general, I'd kind of be remiss if I don't mention them. Uh, you know, our, our left guard is another junior, Griffin Peacock. Our center is a sophomore, Landon Herman. Uh, right tackle is another junior. Uh, or, I'm sorry, right guard is another junior, and Will Mischke. And our right tackle uh, is the only senior we have up front. And, and uh, Keith Collier and our tight end, uh, Tanner Mealy, uh, is a junior as well. So uh, those guys have done a phenomenal job uh, paving the way for C.J. Jackson. And then the senior, Makai Bolden, um, has really exploded here the last probably three to four games. I mean, Jesus Pete's, I haven't looked, but I bet he's got to be averaging, you know, 15-plus yards per carry. I mean, he's just breaking off big runs left and right. Um, and then on the other side, his counterpart, Ethan Hall, um, who's just – you want to talk about a guy who represents our workmanlike mentality. He doesn't come off the field. He plays corner for us, starts at wing, uh, and just does a great job. Um, so I'm sorry to keep rambling. Going, no, going to defense okay. <laughs> then. Uh, defense, you know, we, we, we've – I kind of laugh when Coach Caster said been hit with the injury bug. Uh, you know, I wish we would have been hit with it. I think we've been blasted with it in the face – uh, pretty much the entire year. Um, so we've had a lot of guys step up, uh, Ethan Hall being one of those at corner. Um, Ethan Mills in the middle has, has really done a great job of holding down um, what it is we need to do um, and making some calls and those type of things. But overall, you know, we've had some guys who've really risen up here recently and, and started to play a lot. Uh, you know, a, a kid like Aaron Smith who plays – wide receiver or, 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 you know, wide guard for us in, in offense. Uh, you know, he's kind of played uh, corner for us. Another senior, Ethan Gerhardt's really uh, jumped in there towards the end. Um, and Hunter Bauman, you know, there's just been a, a good contribution on that back end because we've had to kind of piece together some things. Uh, but the biggest guy on the back end would be our, our junior all-conference safety, uh, Casey Redemeyer, who leads the conference with five picks right now. He's just done an outstanding job the entire year. Before I let you go, Coach, I mean, how much fun has this been for you guys? I mean, this is, you know, being back in the playoffs. Anybody wants to be in Week 11, obviously. But, uh, I mean, it's got to be incredibly exciting, as I mentioned before, not only for the community, but just for your program. I mean, just such a tremendous amount of pride for uh, this Ross High School football team. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's been special. Um, and this senior group, when I came in um, three years ago, it's – it's been tough. You know, they've gone through some adversity um, of losing a brother uh, year one when I was here. Um, and to watch the maturation of this group um, physically and mentally, 
because um, I'll be honest, and I've told them they're not the most talented class um, athletically in, the, in this school, but I think they have set a standard of work um, that that is going to be really, really hard uh, to, to meet, I, you know. So it's been exciting. Um, there, it's going to be difficult um, when, when it comes to an end, um, but the excitement that they brought back to this community um, through their play and workmanlike mentality, you know, our stands are packed every Friday night, and, and it's because these young men do reflect this community, and that's 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 a pretty big deal out here. Junior quarterback C.J. Bowes, senior outside linebacker Jack Dupree, head coach Kenyon Cummins. Guys, really appreciate your time, and best of luck to the Rams on Friday night. Absolutely, Mike. Thanks for having us on. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks, guys. And again, I want to thank uh, Ross coach Kenyon Cummins for his time and perspective and bringing his two players on board for this uh, WCPO High School Insider podcast. I want to thank all three coaches, Brian Kastner there at Mason and also new Miami coach Jesse Hubbard. Great perspective, a fun time of year, week 11. Tell you what, uh, it's all about getting to the playoffs. Everybody knows that. I think if you have followed high school football for long enough here in the state of Ohio and, and you follow how the playoffs and uh, how everybody is uh, just trying to get to that postseason. I mean, it's uh, it's great to have a conference championship and uh, certainly everything that you do in the regular season, uh, you can't take, nothing can take from that, uh, but certainly making it to the playoffs and in the way that the Ohio high school football playoff is set up, having to get the computer points and, and being able to qualify on that road and that journey to hopefully what would be the state finals in Canton. I mean, that's uh, nothing tops that. I mean, that, that really is uh, uh, one of those things that every program aspires to get to every fall. So want to thank those coaches. want to thank a lot of the coaches that we've had on this season. We're going to continue to do this and talk high school football going forward. And we'll have plenty for you uh, next week. I'm going to be out at the pit on Friday night for the Lakota West at Elder matchup, 4-5 matchup there in Division One, Region 4. We're going to have all the coverage for you on the Friday Night Frenzy. Uh, this Friday night, uh, highlights with John Popovich and Keenan Singleton, and I'll be sure to have any uh, uh, recaps or, or news for you on late Friday night, and also uh, big Saturday as well. Not only uh, having New Miami play in Division Seven there, Cincinnati College Prep first time playoff qualifier. If you didn't check out my story from Sunday on WCPO.com, you want to definitely uh, take a moment to uh, see what uh, head coach Jeremy Flug says about uh, his team. We had him on the podcast earlier this season. Very inspirational story of what he's doing there, uh, right down the street from Taft High School there um, uh, in downtown area here in Cincinnati, but also Taft, uh, coach head, head coach Jeff Gargile, Division 5, Region 20, trying to get the first playoff victory in football for a Cincinnati Public Schools team in close to 30 years. I believe the last time was uh, Cape uh, sometime in the in the 1990s or, or late 80s. We're not quite sure what year that was, uh, but uh, yeah, got to give uh, Coach Cargill a lot of credit for what he's doing there. And the Senators have been bracing for Week 11 for quite a long time. I did a story about their uh, junior wide receiver, Daquan Smith, and uh, out at school a couple weeks ago, and they said they were still talking about Week 11 uh, when it was uh, you know Week 8 or so. So uh, they host Blanchester at Stargill Stadium there on Saturday night. So definitely uh, Coach looking for that win, not only for his program, but all of 
of uh, Cincinnati Public Schools, he says, uh, you know, would represent so much to uh, CPS and to Taft to to be able to get that first playoff win. So we will have uh, all the playoff pairings for you, too, on Sunday on WCPO.com. Be sure to check us out there. Um, again, remember the second round, the regional semifinal round goes to neutral sites. And uh, a little twist to the uh, ticket uh, procedure this year. Um, the OHSA is going to a online ticketing system for the second round for pre-sale tickets. So uh, if you're a fan that's uh, certainly looking to buy a pre-sale or advanced ticket for one of these playoff games, again, beginning in the second round, uh, you're going to have to do that online. you still uh, be able to purchase a ticket at the gates, but uh, the OHSA is implementing this new procedure this year, so it might take in a little adjustment period there for fans to, to get used to that aspect. But uh, all roads lead to Canton that first weekend, December 5th through 7th, uh, there in Canton, Ohio, as the seven state finals will be played for the um, third consecutive year, year there in Stark County. So uh, hopefully it'll be a long journey. We have plenty of teams to go and uh, hoping to have a couple of representatives there uh, like we did last year. Ray Colerain as the Division One state runner-up and Wyoming as the Division Four state champion. That's all we have for you this week. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And hope everyone enjoys the playoffs this weekend.